We finish our interview with a former polygamist wife who endured years and years of abuse and then finally was able to get out. Stay tuned. Polygamy, what love is this? Because of COVID, we were unable to do interviews for well over a year, but hopefully things are changing and can we could resume telling real-life stories of people who have been victimized by Mormon polygamy, those who have escaped, and have placed their faith in Jesus rather than in Joseph Smith for eternal life. This is part two of Lila Kreitchi's story, Krejci's story, and, and, and as you hear all about what she suffered in polygamy and how she endured the ungodly, deceitful, twisted uh, teaching of Mormon polygamy, we hope that you will more deeply understand that polygamy never could have been God's idea in the first place. So for part two of her story, we want to introduce again and welcome Lila Krejci, a former plural mm -hmm. wife. Uh, to more than one plural husband and a member of the All Red Group, and you also were part of the Johnson Group at one time. Yes. Which is now known as the FLDS. So we ended last time uh, with your marriage to um, Gerber in the AUB. Uh, I want to backtrack a little bit from where we were when, yeah. when we ended last time. Uh, when you had first gone up to the community, the Pinesdale, Montana community, he had proposed to you, and you said no. Tell us about um, what happened and what was I, going I on there. I didn't want anything to do with ever getting married again. I just really was a very, I was appreciative of them bringing me uh, up there, but I was not, I did not want to get married again. And, um, and I shared that with him. And then the brethren up there, they said, well, because I had, been married before and then left that marriage they said you should be glad if you, you'd want anybody to be married you should be thankful that anyone would want to marry someone like you mm -hmm. and that that's what was stated and then you know it, it was like a slam there yes and then um and then I, as time went on i thought well here I'm all the way up here, and you know, Ray had a big diary up there, and he had goats and cows, and he really engaged all my children in the work ethics, mm -hmm. which um, in some ways were good, but then some ways were very, once again, with um, smacking the children across the face and pulling them by the ears down to the diary and kicking them and pushing them into the muck and the mire and just very much uh, I've had my children say mom I'm out of here as soon as I can get out mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm, leaving mm -hmm. I can't take this abuse mm -hmm. any longer I so had part of the abuse was child labor oh my gosh yes yes um, what kind of discipline did this husband this particular husband um, do with your children? Well, there was, like I said... Besides the labor, besides uh, the child labor. He would take them by the ear and bend their arms back and run them down the steps into the barn. 
he would take and smack, he smacked my daughter across the face. She just got out of surgery with her teeth. And I knew that if I didn't get that child out of this situation, she would break and run. Mm -hmm. And um, so there was, there was physical abuse as well as emotional abuse. And there was abuse to me as well. So mm -hmm. we endured a lot of abuse that way. Now, this way. was your second marriage? Yes. Okay. And, and so you went to a third marriage in polygamy, correct? Uh, Polygamous marriage. Yes, I did. Um, thinking that, you know, that was over with. And, and I had taken my children and I escaped, literally escaped from the whole situation. Mm -hmm. And went back down into Utah. And I was able to, um, I thought that it was just the group down there. I thought, well, they'll accept me. You know, they'll accept me back, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. It was like bad news travels really fast. <laughs> yeah, it does. And evidently, that. I was really yeah. bad news. <laughs> so um, I went ahead and went back down and tried to, to gel into everything there. But there was no, there was total rejection and I was to the point where I was just crying out to God, God, somehow you've got to save me. Mm -hmm. And I had farmed my children out to different places so they'd be safe with relatives. Mm -hmm. And I was, because there was really no place for us to live now. Mm -hmm. um, and I had gone and, and taken the children and put them up with uh, people in Pinesdale, or not Pinesdale, but up there in... Providence, Utah, I had relatives up there, but I just really had to get to the place where my heart was right with God, and I cried out to Him, and I says, God, somehow you've got to save me, and I'm driving down the, the road, tears just flooding in my eyes. I knew if I didn't get off that road that I would crash and have it, you know, it would be over with an accident. And so I thought, I'll pull off at the very next stop. I pulled off, went into this empty, it was on a Sunday, empty room. Uh, there was hardly anybody there in a restaurant and just to get a drink of water. And I heard the Lord speak to my voice audibly. There was a man sitting way across, way across the other side of the room. But because it was a man, and by this time, I didn't want anything to do with men, mm -hmm. Doris, I grabbed the seat of my chair, and I just said, no, I'm not moving, even though it was, I knew it was the Lord speaking to me. And he said again, go look at the book. He wanted me to go look at this. I thought it was a business filing book or something. Yeah. I couldn't see what kind of a book it was. But he told me five times, Doris, to go look at the book. And I finally, after the fifth time, it was like, go <laughs> look at the book. And I, oh my gosh, I've got to go, you know. And so I went across the room and went down there. And as I got closer to this gentleman, I saw it was uh, the Bible because it was shiny. And I says, excuse me, sir, is that the Bible you're reading? And he says, well, yes, it is. And I said, do you have any Bible classes I could go to? And he says, well, we have them every Tuesday at our home. You're welcome to come. It was at that point that I met with the first time with Christians mm -hmm. and in a prayer circle. And I just prayed with them. 
and sat with them and they said, you know, um, I just wanted them to know, oh, they said, please tell us your story. Mm -hmm. And when they came to me, I just cried out. I says, I come to God as a sinner. I just come to him broken and, and just as a sinner. And, would, and then they asked me to, to tell my story. Where did I come from? What happened? So the next several hours, I shared until 9 o'clock. they probably were in just absolute jaw-dropping <laughs> wonder about that. But that was so beautiful because at the end of it, I could feel the power of saying outside the walls, and he wanted to break through the windows. Mm. And I could feel that power, and I said, please don't send me outside this tonight. Uh, they, Satan wants to kill me. So, so let's let's stop here for a minute and, mm -hmm. and go back. I want to make sure that I have this correct before before this event mm -hmm. uh, happened. Mm -hmm. And um, you had talked about that you had given your children in the care of a cousin at some point, and they abused them. Was this before or after oh, this event? That was that was that was something I wasn't even aware of. But that was that before or after this event. That was remember? before. Okay. Explain uh, what happened when... I had sent them down uh, to have a vacation. It was just like, you can go and visit these people. that we They weren't really relatives, but they were friends of ours. And, but they was... They were, oh. at one time, they were in a polygamy, but then they'd gone into New Age. Okay. And um, I didn't know that they had actually been physically... Uh, abused by the the other siblings that were down there, mm -hmm. so that had happened too as well. So that they had abused your children. Yeah, their the children that were down there that they that you had sent. They down had there. abused them. And and when did you find out about this abuse? And was there anything you could do about it? Was was calling the police an option? Um, there was another time when they were being abused that I did call the police. And I did take authority and go in and found them, you mm -hmm. know. But this was a different setting. Mm -hmm. This was at a different place. Right, right. So, yeah. Right. So, so now you're telling about the, your experience with this man with the Bible and, mm -hmm. and how God is leading you away from polygamy. Mm -hmm. Is this before or after you joined the Johnson Group, married a man from the Johnson this, Group? This was, this was before... Um, the timing is so hard. Well, I, yeah. I had already come out of the, the polygamy. I'd left Mormonism. I'd left everything. Okay, let's explain. So, let's, let's do, before we go into this, because I want you to tell your story of, of how you came to know Jesus. We do want to hear that. Okay. But let's talk about your going back to your first husband. Mm -hmm. You had discovered that you had not been properly submissive to him. Mm -hmm. And so you wanted to give it a second chance. Yeah, I went back and uh, I thought, you know, I hadn't given everything that I had. And I thought that I had given everything, but I had never submitted to him because of the abuse. Right. It was so severe. I couldn't do that. I just couldn't submit. And, um, and I went back to him thinking, well, I'll give it everything because of those feelings that I had in the first place. Mm -hmm. I thought, well... I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to believe. And so I went back at that point, and I stayed with him for another year. 
and conceived another child. And so you've had a total of how many children at thir- that point? Thirteen, 13 altogether. Thirteen children by three different polygamous marriages. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So how would, did how did he treat you? Once you submitted, mm-hmm. you went back to him the second time, and once you submitted, how did he treat you? Did he treat you any better? No. No, he didn't. There was, he had his own home, and he had other wives at that point, and he would tell the kids, well, you go have some candy, go buy some stuff at the store, and then he, he was um, not even allowing them to visit him, but there was times when they went to visit him, and, and uh, there was one point where he was, he had a renter, and his renter said, um, Marv says, well, he can do whatever he wants. And he had a child up there that was probably about a year old that he was literally having sex with this child. Oh, my. And he said, he can do whatever he wants. He pays rent. Oh, my. It's so sick. Yeah, it is sick. So sick. And um, so anyway... Those things happened. But then when I finally got free from all that and I gave my life to the Lord, I just can't even begin to tell you the difference in my life. It started turning around. Mm -hmm. Did you ever wonder, and we'll get to that in a minute. I want want to get some good time to that. But I, I wonder, back to the polygamy group, and each one claiming to have God's authority, each one claiming to, uh, yes. to have the keys and so on. Yeah. Did you ever wonder why there would be so many groups? The LDS Church claims it as well. And the AUB does, the Johnson group does, Kingston group does. Yeah. They yeah. all claim that they alone have the key. Did you ever wonder how that could be so questionable of who had what? Yeah. The authority? That, and, and that they would literally take the life of other people that didn't line up with what they yeah. believed, yeah. that they would go in and shoot them mm-hmm. and take their lives. I mean, talk about placing fear in people. Yeah, and is that from God? Heavens, no. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not from God it's, at all. And people who follow a God of violence like that is is so deceived, just just so. It, on the there's wrong so trap. much deception and and. You know, there's so many people that are so good. They're so good people, really good people that do good, all doing good. It's not doing good that's going to get us to heaven. That's true. That's true. And and again, I want to go back to this. I, I saw it. I saw it in my mother, and you experienced it as well, mm-hmm. that, that there are people who will do anything that they think will please God. They just want to please the Lord. Mm-hmm. Somebody said that all these poor people, talking about the Mormons who followed the faults, these Mormon prophets, that all they wanted to do was find the Lord, but mm-hmm. they found this monster instead. Mm-hmm. And that monster is polygamy. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. You just wanted to please God, but what did you do? You suffered years and years of physical, emotional, sexual, uh, abuse, uh, gender-related abuse. Yes, that's true. From people who claim to be God's people. Yes. I talk to people from polygamy and about the abuse. 
mm-hmm. uh, that goes on. Not just not just physical abuse, but the sexual abuse and emotional and all and all this other. Yes. And and they'll come back with, well, you can find problems like this in monogamous marriages. There's abuse mm-hmm. in monogamous marriages too. Mm-hmm. This is true. That's no justification, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, and, but it is true. But the polygamists claim to be God's people. Yeah, holy. Holy, yeah. Righteous. And doing what God wants them to do. The How? only way mm-hmm. you'll ever get to the, uh, to the third degree in the kingdom of God is to have three wives in unity with one another. Uh-huh. Now, that would be a challenge for yeah. anybody Tell to have that. Tell me about the unity of the plural wives. You know, I've talked with Karen, and the, there was no unity in, with, amongst the wives in her plural marriage and, and any of the other women that I've spoken to, and even in yours, too. There's no unity of the plural wives. No, there is just hurt and pain and, and, and rejection and, you know... Competition. Competition, jealousy, jealousy all of that it just is webbed in every relationship. And, of course, your heart is just damaged is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know um i always I, I always wanted to be a good wife i i cried out to god when i was very young please make me because my mom was taken out of my life before i was six mm. and i wanted to be the best wife the best mother i could be that was my heart's desire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um you can't in polygamy you cannot. There's too many other factors that's in play that you cannot do that. But I pray for them. I pray for the people in Mormon Church. I pray for all the children. I pray for the people that are trapped in the polygamy, in the different groups, with the battering and all that goes on. I, I, I'm in constant prayer for them, and I know that God can set them free. It's love that sets them free. Free. Yes. The love of God will set you free to be everything that you're supposed to be. And if we just trust him, mm-hmm. trust that true Jesus, then he'll he'll lead you and guide you and help you. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's for sure. So let's go to your relationship with Jesus. You found out that polygamy is not the savior and that polygamy has absolutely nothing to do with eternal life or God's teachings of how to get there. But it's the cross of Jesus Christ that bought our ticket to heaven. That's right. Um, so That's right. so you, you found out that, that Satan wants you, but God wants you, and God is stronger. God and is, His love is always stronger. God is the way, the truth, and the light. No one comes to the Father except through Him. And Jesus is everything to me and he has he has set me free he has truly set me free i am so thankful that um that i met with larry and hope there in utah and that they actually at that time they had every anti-mormon tape (laughs) and i reprogrammed over and over and over for weeks and weeks and weeks while I was staying with them, they and you and you had to find me. out. I wonder if that's the same with you as it was with me. You had to find out beyond a shadow of a doubt that they were wrong and that the Bible was yes. right. So and, you had to that get was, that. You've got to get in it into head. your heart right. and into your head and into your understanding. Right. But there's so many people out there that don't see it. They're locked into it, mm-hmm. whether it be in fear or uh, just that they're deceived. 
or that they've uh, been raised up in it, mm -hmm. and that's all they've known. I mean, it can be such a, a, a grip on a, a woman's heart, a child's heart. Well, I'm going to marry this older man because he has got all the keys to the kingdom mm -hmm. of heaven. He's a righteous. I'll be, man. He, yeah. He's righteous. Yeah, but then all this other stuff is done underground. Right, right, it's absolutely. Awful. Um, so you um, you became a Christian. You trusted mm -hmm. Jesus. Yes. You bagged the, all of the polygamy and the Mormonism, put it behind you, and mm -hmm. you became a Christian. Yes. What I would what I would like you to speak to our viewers. We have people from the AUB who will watch this. People from other polygamy groups. People who don't know much about polygamy. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you say to a viewer watching this who is in a group, polygamy group, and perhaps wants to escape, but they have fear. They have mm -hmm. that horrible fear of getting out, but they're afraid to do it. Uh, what would you say to that viewer right now? Oh, man. I would go, and I, I, all I can do is tell you what I did. Right. I, I actually, when I decided to make that break, I... I asked God, and I went to God, and I said, God, what do I do this time? What do I do this time? You get your instructions from the Lord, right. and, and He will lead you and guide you, and He'll show you how to put uh, whatever is needed to take with you. You know, stuff is not what it's about. Right. It's souls. Right. It's the souls of men. It's the souls of women. It's the souls of children that need to be set free. My heart goes out to all of these people that are trapped in the polygamy and in the groups where there are just mind control. And, and it is real mind control. It is mind control. At least it was with me. It and was mind control and so much fear. And if you don't live it and you don't do it, you will be, you know, excommunicated, which I was, you'll be uh, put out, you'll be cut off, you'll be damned to hell, and there's no other way you're right. going to survive. That's right. That's what they teach. That and you believe it because you don't know anything else. That's right. You're well, raised up with that kind of a belief system. You can't set yourself free without the power oh God. of God. Oh so God. you get online with God, and He will bring you out. And I know, and I'm believing, that there are many people that want to get out of that of religion but they're afraid to but they're afraid to and i believe that uh with the power of god they will be able to and there's going to be people out here that are going to be with open arms wanting to help you and be there for you you've just got to realize that they're that, friends that, that there are people you. that That's love right. you and that want you to succeed in your life and don't want you to be caught in this web. What What do you say to someone who who uh, leave, who do leave, who do get out, and and because of the abusive treatment and their teachings that they've had about God and religion, and they they just been beat up spiritually. Mm -hmm. They throw the baby out with the bathwater. They don't want to have anything to do with God because it's been such a bad experience. What do you say to them? Don't do that. Don't don't leave Jesus. 
I mean, lots of people leave and go into the world and then they get sucked into drugs, alcohol, anything to fix the fix, yeah. the hurt, the yeah. pain. You don't go that direction. You go to God and have him lead you because there's people out there that are willing to help, that are willing to love you, that want you to be set free. Jesus is the way, like I said before, the mm -hmm. truth and the light. And nobody mm -hmm. comes to the Father except through Him. Thanks. Through Him, that's right. Not through polygamy. No. Polygamy is not part of that equation at all. No, it's not. No. <laughs> and, and I know people who have left polygamy, and I was that way myself for 25 years. I wanted nothing to do with God, nothing to do with the Bible, nothing to do with church, religion. I'd had it up to here. Mm -hmm. And the God I had learned about was an ogre. He was a monster. Mm. And I didn't want him. Of course, I. there's a song that says to know him is to love him. Mm. And that's how God is, really. He, to, yes. If you know God, you will love him. It's not yes. a forced thing at all. And it's true love. True he, love. He truly loves us with an everlasting love. It does. He does. And he has come to set the captive free. That's right. And he's come to open up the prison doors. That's right. And the people in polygamy are in those prisons. They are in prison doors. They are. And God They don't good. know it, but they are. That's true. Uh, I think some of them realize it, but they're, again, afraid, like we yes. talked about. They're afraid to get out. Yes. Does Mormonism, both LDS and polygamy groups, do they depend and trust upon God or man? That's right. They trust in man rather than God. A lot of them do. They're, they'll say, oh, I'm going to trust in the Lord. But then if you, uh, you have to go for Joseph Smith and all the different prophets to be able to get to Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had their living prophets who's supposed to be hearing from God. Be hearing from him. But and our leading mediator the is people. Jesus, not the prophet. Right. And where is that going to lead them? Exactly, exactly. Well, Lila, we're about out of time here. Uh, I appreciate your, it does, it goes very fast, and I appreciate your willingness to share, and that your story's long and heartbreaking, there's more to it, obviously, we couldn't get to all of it, but I did want you to to be able to tell about how you feel about the Lord now, you feel about Jesus, and, and the truth that is in the Bible, thank you so much, God bless you, thank you and so we just much. keep on praying for people in polygamy. And yes. we'll help. We will help. Our, our ministry will help anyone who wants out of polygamy. Amen. And you can call us. Everything that we do with anyone is confidential. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't tell tales, uh, but we do help people who want to leave. Thank you again so much, Lila. I appreciate it. God bless. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, in God's revelation of himself and of his will for us, he tells us what is pleasing to him. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 10, it tells us to find out what pleases the Lord. So we're supposed to find out what pleases Him. And later in 1 John chapter 3, verses 21 through 23, it says, If our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from Him anything we ask because we obey His commands and do what pleases Him. Well, the next verse tells us what pleases him and what those commands are. Verse 23, and this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. Now that's what the Bible tells us pleases God, 
not polygamy. Polygamy is not part of it. There is no teaching in the Bible anywhere that living polygamy or submitting to an abusive, violent, adulterous husband is pleasing to God. God did not create women to be men's doormats or punching bags. And God is most pleased with us when we trust Him and Him alone for our life and our eternal life. Many times over, God tells us that repenting and believing in the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation are the works that are pleasing to Him. Amen. Thank you for watching.